Hey everybody, thank you for joining us on Taurus Tech Talk. For myself, Robert Parsons, my co-host, Corey Church. We are very happy to have Bree and Kevin on from Camp John Mark today. Um, Camp John Mark is an organization that Taurus has worked with in the past, and, and we wanted to take the opportunity to be able to let all of our listeners and viewers out there understand a little bit more about Camp John Mark. And so with that, we're going to go ahead and get started Right before we, we hit the record button, Bree and Kevin were were um, bantering back and forth to see who was going to go first. So I'll I'll direct the questions, and then that go, that way you guys don't have to. <laughs> even, so even better. <laughs> so um, Kevin, tell us a little bit about uh, Camp John Mark, the organization. Maybe a little bit of history behind it. Sure, absolutely. So uh, Camp John Mark uh, is a camp for kids with chronic illnesses and major physical challenges, and we've been in operation. Summer 2021 was our 31st summer. So last year we had oh, our wow. 30th anniversary. Wow. Yep. So 1991 was the very first summer for um, operations. Had That's five, a, an unfortunate year to celebrate yeah. an anniversary. You know, it wasn't the most fun, but hey, 30 years is 30 years. Yeah. And we got to celebrate it online with our uh, Camp is More Than a Place program, which was hugely successful last summer. So that was really a lot of fun. And, you know, well, at this point, we may wait till 35 or 35th anniversary to have some kind of big party or celebration. <laughs> yeah. But um, but no, 30 years of operation, 31. Now, uh, the first summer was about 500 campers. And then typically in a summer, it's closer to about 2,000. And so wow. now we also oh, wow. do camps on the fall and the spring weekend camps, which are about 80% family camps and the other 20% are, you know, what you would think traditional camps. So campers and counselors and altogether in the year, it's about 3000 or so campers. So see a lot of people, uh, a lot of different uh, chronic illnesses and major physical challenges, everything from um, oncology camps to cardiac camps, spina bifida, muscular dystrophy, sickle cell disease. It just spans a large gamut. We do that because we partner with the Dallas-Fort Worth area major pediatric hospitals. Right. So those groups... Um, they see the campers in the hospital as patients, and then they recommend them to camp. And then beyond that, they bring the medical teams that come out. So we don't have a, a camp doctor, camp nurse, camp PA, anything like that. We wind up having the full medical teams from these pediatric hospitals. So because of that, we get to take a wide range. That's cool. Of, yeah, it's it's that's probably one of the most unique components of the whole thing. So, so I was then the about to say are... the education around that, but yeah. if you're bringing on those people that are already knowledgeable about the situation, that's excellent. Right. I was going to say, so the camps then are organized by that particular illness or disability then, right? By that particular illness. And so it's Camp John Mark, but each camp has its own name because it has its own, you know, flavor, its own traditions, just just a lot of fun. And so, for example, um, Camp Jubilee would be our camp for sickle cell disease. And so that week, it's just sickle cell out for that week because then you get to specialize the activities um, you get to specialize, as you were saying, the education. But we do have medical education sessions throughout the week. The focus isn't on, you know, the chronic illness or what they're going through throughout right. the week. Um, but they do try to educate them. Okay, so when you have, you know, if you were to have a pain crisis, here's what that would look like. Here's how you would manage that. Here's the steps to manage that. Um, different weeks have different. Um, so if the first week of the summer, for example, is for kidney disease, we bring 14 hemodialysis machines out for that week. And for that one week, it's the largest pediatric hemodialysis center in the entire country. And so they'll do hemo throughout the week and be able to do that and then come back out um, and do activities right after that. So it's kind of a full-on wow. uh, yeah, hospital down there. Yeah. I, I've only ever been there when it's empty. 
so I've you know no idea what really takes place. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And where is the camp? About two hours southwest of Dallas Fort Worth area in Bosque County, uh, the the city of Meridian. So uh, we have about 250 acres down there, and it's just wonderful because you really can take kids from the Metroplex down and get out of the city, get away and be able to have that traditional camp experience horses ropes course swimming pool archery you name it just what what when you think about a traditional camp experience it's we have it gotcha okay so brie um tell us a little bit about your role with camp john mark yeah so i've had um many a role with camp i'm a former camper so i was a volunteer i came on summer staff worked several summers and then started full time um have been an assistant camp director and now i'm the operations manager with camp so seen Very seen cool. a few different avenues here or there. Yeah, you from have. the from the bottom to the top. Yeah, I guess or from the top to the bottom. I'm not sure which way it quite <laughs> yeah, works de- now. Depends on how you look at it. My but you uh were responsible for the horses for a long time, right? Yes. Or, st- or still, st- are. still are. Yeah. yeah. So when I first started with summer staff, then um I worked directly with the horses all eleven weeks of the summer. That was my whole role was taking care of them. And now I do it year round. So I think that's one of the best parts of my job of stepping away from horses was hard um, to have a little further reach to them, I guess, because the kids love going to horses. And it was more of, ooh, tell me about how Link is doing today. Like, what is he, like, what's his daily activity? And so you just talk to the kids about what the horses do and they're like, can he come yeah. home with me on the bus? I'm like, you know, <laughs> they don't quite fit on buses that way. Um, but horses is awesome and the kids love them. And now that camp has gained so much property around, the first thing that kids see pulling up to camp is the horse pasture. And so you can talk about that's where the horses sleep and that's like their home. And they're like, oh, okay. So they're just on vacation time if they're not working today. And we're like, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so innocent, such an innocent question. Right. Yeah. It's on vacation time. <laughs> yeah. How many horses do you guys have? Currently there are 16. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We've got our own little herd for sure. Nice. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, Kevin had talked a little bit about... Uh, the summer, how how many sessions do you guys do? And is it just during the summer months? So there are 11 weeks of summer camp and there are 11 weekends in the fall and 10 weekends in the spring. So wow. summer, yeah. So you start off, our summer staff arrive two weeks early for training. And then we're going to, each week, it's going to be kids arrive on Sunday, they leave on Friday. And then our volunteers arrive on Saturday and they do a whole day of training. Kids arrive and you repeat that 11 times for the summer weeks. Wow. Yeah. There's a ton of work that goes into that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But the great <laughs> thing with a partnership is you divide all the responsibilities. So yeah. on each camp that comes in, so for Camp Renal, they have a director on their side and a liaison to the hospital and they work with us directly to partner all together. So it works out really well. And what, uh, which camp is happening this week? Camp Bronco. So it's for severe asthma. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I've, I've got a couple in my family that, that suffer from that. So. It's a, cool. yeah, it's a lot of, it's a great week. I mean, they, they teach them the same thing, the asthma education component. So, yeah. you know, what's your peak flow and how are, you know, your medications and what interval and what are your and how to, camps? Like Kevin said, you take them out of the city, right? And so you're down at camp in a lot of what are their triggers for asthma. And so it's teaching them how you can be around a campfire, how you can ride a horse and just be out in nature and still have the asthma. It's not your typical asthma. For most of these campers, they've been hospitalized several times yeah. before being able to come to camp. And so learning to live in the world is part of that education that happens right. at camp. So you take like an a, equestrian spin on that and kind of say, okay, you're dealing with this and here's how a horse may deal with that as well? 
You yeah. You kind of take that similarity? Yeah, sometimes. So uh, several of our horses have had actually have cancer. We serve two weeks of oncology. And so the horses may be missing eyes or something and they'll pull up into the chute and the kids will say, what happened? Like, oh, you had cancer. And they're like, oh, like me. And I'm like, yeah, just like you. So he had treatment and this is how we resolved it. And he's okay now. And he goes back to his job. Um, and so a lot of the questions that the kids have are relating to the horses because they've made a friend um, that week. So I, I think that's one of the neatest, the hospital dogs come out, but also the horses are a new best friend that they get to talk to and yeah. tell them about their week. And then they actually write letters to the horses. Usually we'll get some and they're like, hey, Link, it was so good to meet you. I hope you have a great rest of the summer and I hope you get extra treats this weekend. Like, um, Every time that I ride a horse, I feel like John Wayne. Well, you should ride him like you stole him. Yeah, every time. Yeah, shoulders and I, back, I quote head up. something different from a John Wayne movie or Clint Eastwood. It just kind of depends on yeah. how I feel about, but That's mainly tell- John Wayne. I I'm not <clears throat> I'm not very comfortable on a horse. The, the The last time I rode a horse that wasn't being drug in a circle, you know, or walking in a circle attached to like a little ponies. Drug in a circle. Uh, it was I was a kid. And this, this, I would get on the horse. It was a full size, like, horse. Like a real horse. Like a real horse. Yeah. And I lived in town, and this kid lived in the country, and we went to school together. And he invited me out to ride his go kart. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, and we can ride the horses. And I was like, go kart. <laughs> and so he talks me into getting on this horse, and he gets on, I guess, presumably his horse and starts riding around in the field. And he kind of gave me some basic instructions, like you might give a toddler how to drive a car, you know, something along those lines. And this horse was, must have been very tame or mild or whatever, but it would just walk into the corner, uh, like where the, the fence meets, and stand there. It clearly knew I was not in charge. <laughs> and so I would get down off the horse and walk him back out into the middle of the pasture and then get on and try to control it, and he would walk back to that fence corner <laughs> nothing i could do pretty seems like you're in a pretty safe space for both of you yeah we, we we're, were in good shape we're gonna try and find some pictures of uh cory and i riding horses and throw them up on screen for everybody oh, to please to check it out sure. um so kevin tell us a little bit about your role with camp john mark uh, so I have a similar story to Breeze. We went to different camps, but I'm a former camper also. I went to Camp Esperanza, which is one of our oncology camps from about the time I was 6 to 16. And we do a weekend camp program as well. I did that through college. Worked on the summer staff, did the rope scores, uh, lifeguarding, archery. And then about the time I was finishing up college, I did uh, assistant director um, role, the program role as well. Was the camp director for a year, and then now the executive director for the nonprofit that is Camp John Mark. So, awesome. had a very similar story. As awesome. Well. So, if if horses is Breeze thing, what was your like? You, you the first thing you mentioned was ropes course. So, ropes was definitely my thing, which is ironic because um, when I was a kid, I didn't do the zip line. You know, we have a climbing tower and then a zip line, and so I didn't do the zip line until my very last summer the very last activity, the very last opportunity I had to do it. And then I did it and I was like, what was I so afraid of for about <laughs> 10 years? Um, but did the ropes course and uh, it's just, it's an, it's a, you know, they're not making a friend with an animal, but it's that sense of accomplishment and that sense of yeah. being able to overcome something. And for a lot of the campers, you know, diverse populations that we see in the summer. So for example, to the third and fourth week of the summer, 
are for spina bifida and then muscular dystrophy respectively. And so when you see that, so a lot of the campers with spina bifida, they don't have uh, sensation below their waist, but you see them get out there on this ropes course and they'll either, you know, just use their arms or just some kind of mechanical advantage system and they climb these walls like it's nothing. And yeah. it's just so impressive. And the same thing with muscular dystrophy, you know, use mechanical weight systems and things to maybe assist sometimes, but a lot of those campers just shoot right up the wall. And for a lot of them, um, especially for the spina bifida population, they say, and this is the first time I've ever been up high because I've, I've been seated, you know, yeah. most of my life. And so it, it's just a really wonderful thing. So ropes course is really neat. And just to see, because uh, we do the, the zip line for the volunteers as well. And to see these, you know, big counselors that get up there and just say, I don't want to do it. <laughs> is really fun. That's, that's, that's my why. She refuses. We've been on vacation a few places. I'm like, let's go zip line. It sounds like a lot of fun. Tied. Oh. No chance. No oh, chance. Man. Uh, so we were at Yellowstone and uh, the kids, my kids are still a little bit younger. And I think that there's, you know, maybe they just don't have the level of respect for nature that <laughs> we'd want them to yet. Um, so I thought, okay, well, we'll take them to do zipline course. And they've got a ton of them there. And uh, there's a ropes portion to it. And so this, this particular one that we went to, you had to essentially go through the ropes course to to do the zip line. You you couldn't uh, you couldn't just do the zip line. They didn't have that option. And so my oldest, she gets like halfway through, and I wasn't even planning to do it. I was just gonna be the chaperone on the ground. Uh, she gets halfway through, and then she's just just yelling at me, Dad, I don't want to do it anymore. Well, you can't go back. People are you know it's it's a progression. Yeah. So. You can't go back. People are, you're going to be in their way. And so uh, after about 15 minutes where they're pleading with her, I had to get up there and we carried her through all the way to the zip line. So what was supposed to take about like 20 minutes, I think all in all, we were up there for about an hour and a half because oh, I got to get suited yeah, up and, up and up. yeah, they, they made me sign the waiver and you got to watch this 10 minute video. <laughs> and uh, so I don't have really great memories about zipline, but I'm, I'm glad you guys it's, do. No, I mean, it's a lot of fun. And I, I can, you know, to, to your point, Corey, I remember, you know, cause we get trained and there's this whole deal and we've done it for a long time. And then we went on our honeymoon, we were ziplining through, uh, you know, the cloud forest, like in Central America. And you get up there and I remember, you know, you're standing on this tiny platform and you're using this gear. And I kept looking back at my, you know, had been my wife for two days now. And I'm like, this isn't, this isn't right. This isn't how this stuff works. And she's oh, like, no. just, just do it. You just go. I was like, okay. Sounds like a good wife there. Yeah. yeah like, you, no, you don't understand. Yeah. I was like, I oh, understand this, how this equipment goes exactly. together. Oh no. His wife also worked on the ropes. She did. Course. She's oh, like, oh yeah. it's going to be fine. You know, they so, hand you a glove and they just uh -huh. say go. And you're like, okay. That's so, how so, you all fell in love. Yeah. Is your did. wife the more daring of the two of you? Um, yes. yes. Yeah, yes. I would say Because she's basically pushing you off the platform here. No, literally pushing off the platform. That's nice. You know, and you're just looking at nothing because you're at the top of the rainforest. I've, I've watched a couple of, like, the GoPro head-mounted videos of the Cloud Forest zip lines, and I'm out. <laughs> I think I'm legitimately out. I should. I had one, and I should. I should. Uh, I'll. will send you the footage of it. Uh, I'll take a little snippet and edit it so that I, so you don't hear me screaming. But uh, sure. yeah, I'll send it. To Keep you. the screaming in there. We'll insert it okay. into the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So this may be a little bit of a challenge because I kind of already feel like that I've I've learned some things about you two that I didn't already know. Um. But I'll start with Bree. So we like to do a little portion of the of the cast where we ask our guests tell us something that we may not know about you that's fun um 
I mean, we do this at camp a lot, so I feel like I'm a little prepared okay, in getting good, to know people, good. like get to know you, you icebreakers. 35 answers. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> probably one is uh, I can play the ukulele. And really? I learned at camp. Yeah. Wow. It's fun facts. I mean, you learned the ukulele at camp. Yes. From one of our other coworkers. And then I used it in the cabins at night to help the kids to sleep. Wow. They'd be that's real like cool. bouncing up and we'd start playing like, you're making me tired. I'm like, oh, yes. Are you booked I'm... this weekend? <laughs> uh, I'll have to check my schedule. I'll get back to you. Start playing birthday parties. Yeah. In the yeah. Now, is that the only instrument you play? Uh, Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I played the trumpet that once sounds... upon a time. Okay. All right. Yeah. It sounded like a... a modest answer at first. You're like, well, no, I play like 16 different instruments. <laughs> no, 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 but no, no, no. The ukulele is definitely the I best. Can, I can dabble in others, but not well. Do you have a uh, go-to song or like... The, like I feel like Over the Rainbow is always requested. Like, that's your classic ukulele song. That's what I would have guessed. But yeah. I didn't but... want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's probably the one I go to because it's asked for, but I can play a few. So, once you, there's only like five strings, so four strings. So. Well, for a while, I was trying to learn how to play the guitar. And so, you, as, as somebody who has learned how to play instruments occasionally and then quit, you basically get like half of a song, and that's your claim to fame. And yeah. so if somebody's like, can you play the guitar? And you're like, I can play a song. <laughs> we have and a ukulele it. project at camp. So you, we actually teach the kids to play, and then they'll perform on Thursday night. So I dabble in a little few different songs because it depends on the level of the kids. We've got some kids that have come back, and they've played three or four years, and you've got kids that signed up for the very first time. So we've done a large array of songs. We've so, even... The camp I'm from, like, rewrote a song one year. Oh, nice. Yeah. So technically speaking, how difficult is the Rainbow song to play? Not difficult. Like, from a chord structure <laughs> Yeah, no, no, super easy. Okay. It's one of the first, like, She's three chords She's played it 16,000 times. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know the song well enough to determine. Yeah. It's basically the same as guitar. You, you learn C, G, and E, okay. and, like, D, and, like, you're set for 90% of ukulele songs. Perfect. I have so this. Uh, I should have learned to play the ukulele, not the guitar. Yes, highly I have recommend this, starting there. Uh, dream, and I've had it about guitar, but I can kind of visualize it being with the ukulele. Yeah. You're you're at an event, okay, and let's say that there's two or three hundred <laughs> people around. Like great. That's Fest. a lot of people. There's a there's a local. We used to be our headquarters used to be in Grapevine, and so we we used to have Grapefest, and they would have live music. And people would go sit on the lawn. So that, about that kind of ambiance or, or venue. So you, they sit down and the, like the, the band goes on break, right? And everyone's still sitting there talking amongst themselves. And I walk up to the stage. I grab the ukulele. Just go to and town. I just jam. <laughs> just jam. And it blows everybody away. And everyone's real quiet at first. And then it's a standing ovation. Have you ever had that dream? I know. Oh, gosh. No. Uh, well, definitely right. not with the ukulele. Yeah, definitely not with the ukulele. <laughs> I, too, have always wanted to be very proficient at the guitar, but just like Corey. I, I thought you were going to say you got up there and you did this, you know, ballad yeah, for but... Taurus. Uh, <laughs> like that scene in the office when they all think it's oh. sobre. <laughs> yeah, basically like that. That's yeah, where yeah. I got the ideas yeah. from the office. Um, <laughs> so, Kevin, tell us something about uh, yourself that, uh, that someone may not know. Like Brie, you know, we have this just Rolodex of these things, but the one I thought of that you probably don't know either, um, in fourth grade, I won a writing contest for, um, like, basically uh, conservation, uh, and 
they flew myself and my entire family down to the state aquarium down in Corpus Christi for like a week. And we got to do all this behind the scenes stuff. But I can't remember what the acronym was, but I, I, it was about a raindrop that fell from the cloud and went, you know, from the Red River to the Gulf of Mexico and encountered all this pollution. His name was Dripple, and it was like, oh, I can't. Wow, that's really heaven. good. It's called A Drop of Rain Injured by People's Pollution Something Something. Look right? at you. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. coming back to me now. Yeah, so, yeah, one was best fourth grade writer about conservation in whatever year that was. In fourth grade. In fourth I was grade. probably still picking my nose. <laughs> Your creative art Not, skills are making more sense now. I'll tell you the most terrifying part of the whole deal. Um, so they and so there was like a, you know a kindergarten, first grade, and you know up to I can't remember how old they went. But you got up there and you had to read it in front of all these people. And I'm reading this story about this, little, and I had drawn pictures throughout it with this little raindrop that was just frowning because there was so much pollution <laughs> on the way down to the gulch. So. <laughs> It was, yes. Yeah, Do your yeah. parents still have that framed? This guy, that's got to be like a framed. I hope so. And you know, it's so funny because it was done, you know, there wasn't, you're talking no, you, about the it 90s. Was yeah. It was right? handwritten on the line paper, <clears throat> on the big lines. Because you know, when you teach kids to write, you do it on the, but it was like big lined. And I had like, you know, you could see the erasers. And <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just really sweet. But yeah, that was, that's probably that's my, awesome. my fun. And I thought, and after that trip, I came back and I was like, Marine biology. I'm going to be a marine yeah. biologist. And then um, got into college and I was like, business school. I'm going to business school. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny how you're, you're, you change with that. I remember going to the Omni Theater in Fort Worth and watching a, um, a movie about saving the rainforest. And I, too, had that same passion right after there. I, I remember standing up looking at that screen as the credits were rolling. I was like, I'm going to save the rainforest. <laughs> And Bill Clinton, president, wrote him a, a, a letter, and then I don't know, three months goes by, and I get the standard. You could tell it wasn't even handwritten, right? Printed back. Uh, Thank you so much for your concern, and we're we're constantly trying to save the rainforest. And then that was it. <laughs> that was it. That was my best stab at saving the rainforest. Was was a nasty letter to Bill was Clinton to use paper. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that is the irony, I guess. And you know, there's some intern in an office like this with. <clears throat> a wall of papers and there's like a sticky label that says rainforest savior and they just pull they just pull that out and then put the stamp on it and and fold it up how many different boxes with the different labels do you think that they it have be, what like a hundred rainforest santa claus right. they're renovating the room to have more wall space especially <laughs> lately and it's probably <laughs> built out of rich mahogany <laughs> many leather bound books um so out of curiosity, we kind of touched upon it earlier when you were talking about the 30-year reunion. Has it been a challenge uh, for campers with the pandemic since that since that's happened? And and I assume it has been. And and if so, what has Camp John Mark done to to kind of overcome it? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the fun of camp is the community that's built at camp, the friendships, the relationships, being together, right? And being together in this special place that is camp and even being together outside of camp, whether that's in the hospital or, you know, if the campers get together and with friends they made throughout the year. And, you know, the pandemic's been challenging because we as, as people, as humans, love and crave that interaction with others. And the pandemic has said you need to yeah. You know, for safety and, you know, it's it's the correct thing to do, but you need to, you know, keep your distance and we need to do things virtual and, you know, whether it's prom or school or whatever you're doing, even the hospital where for the longest time only one parent or guardian was able to accompany them to 
the hospital for their treatments or whatever it was, or just if they were on an inpatient stay, only one parent or guardian could be there at a time. So you really look at that in a camp setting and you say, okay, we can't bring anybody out to camp. We can't bring groups of people out to camp. You know, th this has changed the, the whole equation here. And not only that, but the populations that we serve are some of the most vulnerable, right. you know, in, in our city, in our state. And so um, when you really look at that, how do we how do we serve these families? How do we continue to serve families in a pandemic? And so, you know, one thing that we said several times as we're, you know, transitioning everything to teams and, yeah. you know, OneDrive and all these different things um, so that we can all figure out what does work look like remotely was, you know, it's, it's not about going to camp. It's about camp being more than a place. And so we created this program, Camp is More Than a Place. And what that encompasses to us um, in 2020 was an online program. And so we took camp and moved it virtual onto our website and had, you know, videos and each camp would do a welcome video and they would, do, you know, here's kind of the directors and here's some of the traditions and volunteers from the week, the volunteer counselors that we have would make videos. Our staff from previous summers would make videos. We would do live events through, you know, Vimeo Live or whatever the platform may be. And so we tried to keep each week to be its own week. That's cool. And it was really at that time, it was hugely successful. We had, what did we end up, so basically from May of 2020, we did um, a version of that in the fall and the spring. Um, Total, I think we topped like 7,500. 7,500 individual users yeah. for camp, which is wow. just, you know, in person is 3,000. And we yeah. know it's, you know, campers and volunteers and everyone, but anyone that wanted to, and we, you know, no cost to participate, anybody could, you know, you guys could log on today. We actually, um, we're doing it this summer too, in addition to some other programming and you could log on and you know, you'd be, I've watched a few Bronco. this summer here and there just out of curiosity. Well, they're just, they're, they're a lot of fun. You know, you're making, can't, you know, you try to say, how do we make a video about, you know, the ropes course or horses, right? Horses is, because you can look at all the analytics for everything and for the site. And it's like, hands down, when you put a horse video up, they are the <laughs> That's it. They're the top. And Bree's been very creative and you, you should tell some stories about that. But there's a section of the site where you can write a letter virtually through the website to the horses. And then some of the live program will read them. Or what was the thing you did with the, the taste testing? And then you did uh, uh, Santa brought presents to the horses. Yes. Too. So we had we had holidays with the horses um, last fall, which was really fun. And people actually we made an Amazon wish list and people could send in gifts to the horses. The horses unbox them. So I've got videos of them like literally pulling 50 bags of 50 pound bags of feed out of a box. They're very excited <laughs> trying on their new halters in all different colors. Um, and then we decided to do taste testing. I don't know if you've seen like animals doing taste testing YouTube videos. <clears throat> kind of the same. Con no. Oh, it's great. You should broccolis Super. and dogs. Another another uh, yeah. another rabbit hole. Yes, 100 percent. So we did it with the horses <laughs> and I had a couple I had two horses. They had a table. They had their plates, whole setup. And we just tried different foods. So peanut butter, grapes, apples. And one of the horses at one point is eating a grape and then spits it across the table. And we slow mode that clearly. Um, yeah, yes. that would be, yes. be the perfect slow mo. Yeah. And then sometimes they wander off away from the table and you've got to get them back. But we tried a little <laughs> bit of everything. And that one was really I'm out of here, Brie. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and I'm, you add captions I'm to what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The grass is always greener. So yeah. what? Was there a favorite? A favorite, a favorite food? A favorite like, food, like apples. Among, yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, okay. but we tried graham crackers, peanut butter, grapes. Um, we did a little bit of everything. This was say. all authorized through the vet, right? Yeah, so conveniently, yeah. Our, we have a video of the vet coming out, too, giving <laughs> yeah. them shots, talking about how the okay. horses, like, you know, do their self-care. But 
yeah, horses can eat a lot of crazy things in general. So it was just figuring out what our horses like. So it was a true taste test. Clearly, they ate some and they spit out some. So, are y'all planning to continue this video series indefinitely, or you know, there's we were interested to see in 2021. We decided to continue the program because whenever the decision was made that we weren't going to be able to be in person, you know, traditionally again, and so we were interested to see because you know school was online, you know, everything was oh, we do a 5K online and. We just thought, is it, how's it going to be? And I would say, you know, it's not the levels of 2020, but I mean, it'll be multi-thousand people by the time we wrap up summer, which is still like very, for yeah. us, we are very, very, you know, proud of what we've done. When you look at 21, uh, we did live events, but one of the cool things we did is a live event every noon on Wednesday, the hospital network, so like Children's Medical or Children's Health in Dallas, and then Cook Children's in Fort Worth, and then even um, Texas Scottish Rite in Parkland. At noon, we've hooked into the hospitals that have the internal networks. Like, you know, when you're in yeah. a hospital, you put it on channel yeah. 71. And so at noon, they can do camp time. And so for 30 minutes, it's, you know, recently we've been, based on the Olympics, we've Olympic themed them. And so it'll be like minute to win at games. Or Bree did this one where she was like making medals out of like Twinkies. and uh, Yeah, I mean, it was Teddy, Teddy Graham synchronized swimming in a pool of Jello. You know, Little chocolate dunk in their that. ears for... Swim cap. It's great. <laughs> and Shake it was... the jello and they dance. And then it's ribbon. <laughs> ribbon dancing. Yeah. Uh, so that's very creative. Just getting creative. Like and then, um, so we brought that into the hospitals and, and that's been great too, because now we're reaching more populations and different populations that maybe don't have a week or a weekend at camp. And so while I don't think it will be the same, it won't look the same. Bree and I have talked extensively about having kind of a, a continuing kind of hospital outreach program out of that. And using it, leveraging the technology and then leveraging kind of what we have at camp into being able yeah. to still bring that into the hospitals. We're, I'm sure there are people who, even if things were normal, may not be able to make it to camp. Right. Right. Even. Yeah. And that was part it, of the, the program of was that, I mean, for a lot of our kids, maybe they were supposed to come to camp and they get admitted to the hospital like the day before they're supposed to arrive. And now this program has allowed our reach to reach those in the hospitals. And it's also a tool, I think, for the physicians who are recruiting and the child life specialists to say, this is what camp looks like and these are the things that happen for both the kid to understand what how it works, but also the parent. If you put yourself in a parent's shoes and sending a kid who may be on treatment on a bus with a total strangers to this place you don't know, but to say, oh, well, look at these videos. This is what camp is and these are the people, I think is going to help us greatly as we look to reopening too. Yeah, I didn't think about that from a... I mean, I'm a, I'm a parent. You think I would, but I didn't think about it from a parent perspective. Like I'm not going to send my child off into the wilderness given the problems he or she may have. Right. But being able to watch the videos and understand the individual camp they may participate in probably goes a long way to kind of ease their mind. Right. Right. Yeah. Just being able to see it, I think is really, um, really great. I, I think a lot, my parents had a lot of trust. And I went early on in camp's history, and it's always been fantastic. But, you know, that first year, it was just, my mom was just waterworks, yeah. you know. And the second year, there was a couple tears. And the third year, they took my brother on vacation. So it was, <laughs> you know, it was fine. But, yeah, no, it's a, I think it's a good, not necessarily recruiting, because the hospitals, you know, pick the campers. But it's it puts the parents at ease. And so now you yeah. can say, not only am I being the child's physician, am I going to accompany your child to camp? But here's this facility, and it's not, you know, we, we laugh. We call it glamping. Yeah, because um, it's you know it's because of who we serve it, it it is nice you know and it's very nice but it has to be because of who we're serving it's a, yeah. it's a great yeah so we'll, I believe we'll continue some of those facets into the future and the summer the spring and summer we've been doing family escapes on site 
with a small and limited number of families. And it's kind of like really, really glamping state park style where they're prepping their own food, which has been cool and funny to watch how many people don't know how to use charcoal and, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but um, we have, you know, they can fish and they can do, but, you know, smaller numbers of families so they can keep spread out and, you know, have a safe environment to be able to come. And that in itself is we just wrapped those up this past weekend and the families, I had um, three families that uh, had a child with leukemia or cancer or some kind of lymphoma and then one who's waiting on a kidney transplant and all large families and, you know, felt very comfortable at camp, felt very safe. And a couple of them expressed, you know, this is the first thing we've done in 20 months outside of our home to be able to come down to camp, yeah. even if it's not doing the ropes and the horses as a traditional summer, be able to have this safe space and enjoy them. Just phenomenal response. from them. Well, even if you don't get to participate in any of the events, just having been there as a visitor, just being there, even for the limited number of hours I've been there, is peaceful. Just just to hang out, even if you do nothing at all. That's really neat. And I was there for work. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bree, are there any upcoming events that we, we should share? I mean, I know you guys do a ton, just from what I've learned here in the last half an hour with you guys, but are there any upcoming events we want to let people know about? You know, we're trying to watch the world and how it's changing as we look to reopening or escapes or continuing doing videos. I think we're always open on our website. You can send in ideas or forums, especially if we go the video route again. We love video submissions or even just ideas. Um, after 20 months, we've we've reached into the vault pretty far. Yeah. Um, so love new ideas. And then when we move to reopening, volunteers are critical to our mission. Um, and that information will be on our website as soon as volunteers open again. Having people come out and whether it's lead activities or we even do grilling burgers sometimes or just providing food for us is huge. Um, so it's kind of watching the world at the moment, but our website will have any information posted. And we even do work days of help us get camp up and running. Um, so maybe it's, you know, painting the stars along the walkway because they haven't had a good deal of attention. They've got yeah. spider webs and some things that our facility staff just haven't quite gotten to yet. Um, but work days are huge and you can bring your family to a work day. So as soon as, as soon as it looks like we're headed that direction, that'll all be on our website. I'll get my kids out there. Absolutely. <laughs> a little bit of it. We have sure. a, we have, it's a great day. Work day is fantastic. It's right before summer. We have people come out, they paint, they, you know, weed eat. We have rocks that spell out Camp John Mark across. They weed eat the rocks and, you know, it's just fun. The kids end up being more covered with paint than the fence does. <laughs> There's awards for that too. There is. There oh, is. Yeah. yeah the, nice. the best, you know, Picasso <laughs> yeah. awards and stuff like that. We, we try to make, you know, it's camp. We try to make it fun. People are doing a service for us, but we try to make it fun. You know, we may not put a chainsaw in certain people's hands, but you know, you come out and we'll try to assess your skills real quick and send you on your way. I'm but. glad I'm not in charge because if there were kids getting paint everywhere other than the fence, I would probably lose it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So volunteers and also through the website, that's where they can go to to help pledge and support the camp Absolutely. financially, right? Yeah. So we'll make sure we put up links to that um, at the bottom of the podcast. So please click there to be able to explore the website. There's a ton of great content on there. Um, I recently spent some time there. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. You can, you can probably plug in some of the holes that we didn't get to get to on today's podcast. Right. Um, but listen, it's it's really special, I think, to have you two on and see the passion in your eyes. And as you talk about the camp, I know it's a big thing for us. We have, uh, we have a peer here that is a camp counselor for you guys. And he's really brought to light what the organization does for us. And that's why we just love being a part of it. And I hope that everyone listening and watching can be a part of it as well. 
So, Kevin, Bree, thank you so much thank for you. joining us yeah. on the cast today. We're, we'll do it again soon. And um, maybe for, when you guys are uh, welcoming people back yeah. physically to camp, we can sure. have you guys back on and absolutely you can talk about any new initiatives you've got going on or new camps. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll transition from the virtual world back into the real world, and we'll be excited to tell you those stories. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again. Uh, for myself, for Corey, thank you for watching Taurus Tech Talk. If you have any questions or like to see um, different content, please email us at info at touristtechinc.com. In addition to that, we'll put links below to Camp John Mark and Taurus. Thank you so much. Have a great day.